All right, let's update this story. We talked about it a few months ago, and it's back, uh, the situation surrounding Athabasca University in our province and whether or not, well, not whether or not, but um, why they aren't um, having more actual brick-and-mortar operations, why more of the people employed by Athabasca University don't live in Athabasca. And it's all come to a head on uh, Tuesday. A statement released by the Minister for Advanced Education uh, set a deadline, September 30th, is the ultimatum given to the University of Athabasca to come up with a plan to move away from what they call their near virtual strategy, where basically they're doing much of what they do online, move away from that and set up a situation where more of the school staff actually live and work in that small community. It's about 3,000 people. And if they don't do that, the threat is their funding, and it's substantial, will be pulled. Their grant is about $3.4 million a month. So let's get details on exactly how we got here and what we need to see happen. We're going to chat with Dimitrios Nicolaitis, who is the Advanced Education Minister in Alberta. Uh, Minister, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time. Of course. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, I I went through the Coles Notes version of uh, the ultimatum that was delivered to the school. Just give us the details. Basically, you're giving them a little over a month, two months here to come up with a plan, right? Right. That's correct. Although I wouldn't characterize it as an ultimatum. Um, What we provided them is something that we've provided every other post-secondary institution in Alberta, which is an investment management agreement. Uh, The legislation stipulates that every institution must sign one which provides details as to, you know, what government's expectations are in, in return for the taxpayer contribution that that, uh, that is provided. And so we had originally asked the university to come up with, uh, to give us their best estimate and give us their plans, their timelines, costs, um, and details associated with moving their senior administrative offices back to the town. They, they have been based there for decades and been gradually moving away. And we've asked them to come up with a plan that would see us return back to having senior administrative offices in town. We asked them to provide that to us by June 30th, and regrettably what we got back on June 30th um, didn't achieve that goal. And so we've had to stipulate in the investment management agreement that uh, we do indeed want them to come up with a plan, and uh, the funding is contingent on the the completion of the investment management agreement. The details. Um, what does it look like? Like, is there a percentage? Is there a certain number? What does it look like in terms of this is what you need to do in order to maintain your grant? What do you want to see? Yeah, absolutely. So what we we what we've provided is three very specific asks. So number one, we've asked the board of directors. Uh, the Board of Governors, excuse me, to uh, provide uh, to government by August 31st um, affirmation that they've they've uh, given direction to the president to suspend implementation of their near virtual strategy. Uh, we're also asking the Board of Governors to provide affirmation again by August 31st that they've given again direction to the president to begin developing a new strategic plan that focuses on uh, strengthening and reinforcing the institution's physical uh, presence in the town of Athabasca. And as well, uh, by September 30th, we've asked the university to provide us with a new strategic plan that um, uh, provides clarity that uh, 100% of executive staff would be positioned in the community by the end of 2425 uh, uh, academic year. Um, has it always been that way until recently? Like how much of a change are we seeing? Is it is this a dramatic move away from what Athabasca University historically has been? Um, it's always been virtual. There's always been an online component to it. How much has it shifted in the last, I don't know, number of years? 
Yeah, well, well, it's an interesting, uh, maybe just some quick context for listeners. You know, we're, we're not asking the university to change their delivery model, uh, that we want them to continue to operate online. That's how, that's their success, and we want to continue to maintain that. But in, in 1984, the, the government of the day moved the university from Edmonton to Athabasca to help create job opportunity and economic opportunity um, in rural communities, uh, primarily in the Athabasca community. And I recall reading some reports from 1984 saying that, you know, this couldn't be done. This would make uh, retention of staff difficult. Yet here we are, several decades later, the institution has succeeded. They've they created and delivered Canada's first online MBA and have excelled from a base of operations in Athabasca. However, over the last, uh, I would say, about six years, the institution has started to shift away from the town and um, began uh, signing additional leases in Edmonton and in other places. Um, and, you know, this was raised under the former government. The, the town raised this when uh, when the NDP was in office, and the NDP uh, is on record stating that, you know, they they believe the institution should, should remain in the town and contribute to economic growth and job creation. We have the same opinion. Um, and you know, I, I wanted to give the university, of course, a, a clear sheet of paper to provide us their best approach, dates, timelines, how long it would take, what kind of costs would be involved, and give us their best estimate as to how this could be done. Um, but regrettably, they, they didn't do that, and so we have to take some additional steps. Now, it, obviously, the university uh, disagrees with that in some capacity. They say our executive team uh, will meet with them and discuss this. But going back to the June 30th deadline, they said they responded just as you asked them to with the details on a plan. Before the June 30th deadline even arrived, they requested a follow-up meeting with you and say they never heard back from you until they got this letter last week telling them they had until September 30th or they lose their funding. Yeah, I, I'm looking into that because that, that doesn't that doesn't ring a bell. I had a, a personal conversation with the board chair prior to the June 30th deadline. Another personal conversation with the board chair uh, after the June 30th uh, report was submitted. So, so I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I'd have to. I'm asking my team to look into that a little bit further. Um, anyone who wants to sit down and have a meeting is always. I'm always open to them. So, if they uh, want but, a meeting this week or next, I mean next week, you, you, that that's not an issue. They can have that. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, of course not. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm very open to that. But, you know, regrettably, what was what was provided on June 30th um, didn't include any dates, timelines, costs, implications, or details about what it would take to get senior administrative and executive offices back to the community. Uh, that, that, that was not present. They, they did, indeed, uh, you are correct, they did send a reply by June 30th, but it didn't contain um, the details that we were looking for, regrettably. Um, Basically, this comes down to, and you and I spoke about this a couple of months ago when this all came to a head the first time around, it's, it's, it's a, it seems to me like a misunderstanding on somebody's part as to what the focus of this university is because the president is saying, you know what, we want to offer the best education we can and we can't recruit talent if we have to tell them they need to live in Athabasca. And the response from you and from the mayor and from a lot of people involved is, it's not about that. It's about an economic driver and a job creator. I mean, is that a fair statement? Well, I think it's about both. And, and again, let's not forget, uh, there, when, the, when the government uh, in 1984 uh, made the decision that the university would move from Edmonton to Athabasca, uh, a lot of detractors were saying the very same thing, that the university won't be able to recruit staff and it won't be successful. But, of course, here we are several decades later, and the university is an incredible success. And I want to see it continue 
to be successful uh, as, a, as a premier online uh, university provider. And I believe they can do that uh, from the town of Athabasca. And we're not asking for something new. Again, they've been doing this for decades already. So we just, we just want to reinforce that. But I think it's also important to remember why was the institution moved to the town of Athabasca in 1984? And what was the purpose of the institution in, in its inception, even before it was it moved to the community? The original purpose of the institution was to make sure every Albertan who, for whatever reason, couldn't attend a physical campus had a, an access portal where they could receive a university-level mm -hmm. education. That's the number one goal of the institution, and they're continuing to excel. And secondly, again, based on the premise that the university moved to Athabasca, is to help bring jobs and ec economic opportunity to more communities in our province. So we have to remember that, and, and I think we can do it. We've, we've been doing it successfully for decades. We can continue to do that. If you're a student planning to kick off again this fall, and you're seeing this uh, 30th of September deadline and a cut or a pulling of the $3.4 million grant, um, I imagine that's a little unsettling. I mean, could the could the school continue? What would happen if if you pull this money? At the uh, you know, I mean, what's the future of Athabasca in your mind? Oh, the, the future of Athabasca is very bright. They, I mean, there's you know, as we've seen uh, as a consequence of the pandemic and uh, more online delivery, more more online and distance work opportunities. There's incredible opportunity for growth with the institution. And again, I think we can do that with a strong base of operations in the town. Mm -hmm. um, and, and again, th this isn't an, um, yeah, every single uh, post-secondary institution, 26 government-funded post-secondary institutions are required to sign an investment management agreement with government. Um, and, and we're asking the same of Athabasca, just like we've asked of all the other universities. And uh, of course, made some specific request in there about what we want the, the university to, uh, to to achieve. Minister, well, I've got you one last question. Um, uh, it came out yesterday. Changes to the full-time students grant. Some concern from some students. I was reading about the opposition uh, uh, asking questions about this as well. Why was the change made and why was there so little notice to the students affected by this? Yeah, we, we made some changes to that. The, the primary purpose of the Alberta student grant is to assist uh, low-income Albertans uh, and, and, and any other low-income individuals uh, access post-secondary education. Because I think we can all agree that that cost shouldn't be a prohibitive barrier. Um, and, and previously, it was open to, to both uh, low- and middle-income students. And we've seen some significant demand on the grant over the past few years. Um, I think uh, in 2019, it, it, it exceeded the, the available budget that we had allotted. So we, we've just had to fine-tune it, um, fine-tune the program, and really focus it on on, on low-income individuals to make sure that any individual who um, is encountering financial barriers is able to receive the support that they need to able uh, to to be able to access post-secondary education. So just the decision by the province to not increase the pool of money, just to change the way it's dispersed, but no increase to how much can be spent on these grants. Yeah, again, it's primarily about assisting and supporting low-income students and. You know, just just on that note, um, I was also very uh, very fortunate a few weeks back to announce um, 15 million in new spending over three years uh, to uh, to establish a new bursary uh, for low income students. So so there there is more money that is going into uh, to student service uh, student support services more broadly. As I mentioned, there's there's a new grant that we just rolled out, uh, 15 million over three years. Uh, not, not to mention as well, 171 million over three years to create 10,000 additional post-secondary spaces 
across the province. So we're, uh, we're really focused on expanding capacity, providing more student support and assistance. And with the grant, with the Alberta Student Grant in particular, we just have to make sure it's, it's, it's really focused on uh, low-income Albertans and, and those individuals are able to receive the support that they need. Minister, I appreciate you spending some time with us this morning. Thank you so much.